It's bold. It's real. It may even make you blush. But one thing is certain, it will definitely inspire you to push your limits and accelerate your business growth. You're listening to another episode of Confessions of a Barefoot Beauty Guru, and here's your host, Elle Wilson. And we're back. Hello, everyone. It's beautiful to be with you again. Hi, Elle. Oh, I was just about to say I have the beautiful Toby Wilson with me, but yep, there he's he is. Here. He okay. is here. <laughs> beautiful. And That's a nice adjective. Well, you're my husband. Mm. Of course, I think you're beautiful. Okay. Yes, beautiful. So let's let's talk about our topic today. So today, I think we're going to look at. I actually, I've got a few questions for you, and I want to talk about a topic that is at the forefront of almost every single salon owner's mind on the planet at some stage or another. Right? Probably most of the time, and that, actually. Yeah, go and ahead. And that question is, how do you go about getting new clients? Like you've you've done this not just in one business, but you've done it repeatedly. You started off um, running your own business, your own beauty salon at 21 years old, uh, and then since then you've had many other businesses, and uh, you've gone about going from nothing to having a thriving client base in short periods of time, and you've also. Um, taught obviously members of our community to sort of replicate that success. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit today. I wanted to look at um, how do we how, how do we think about it? How do we we start off? We've got an issue. We're faced with a problem. I'm a business owner. I've stepped in. I've said yes to all of this, and I want new clients. I'm sitting there. I'm looking at all the white space in my appointment book, all of the empty slots, and I want new clients. How have you gone about doing that in the past? I think that that you're right. You know, when you I was listening to you then, and I was just thinking, the amount of times that I started from zero and gone to extrapolating out, you know, and um, building these great, amazing businesses, really that have really fulfilled me. I mean, that that's the key thing. They really have fulfilled me on so many different levels. Um, and I think that the key thing for me is that um, availability. I've always been available. In, I've had when you say available, a, available to who? Um, to, to clients? I've been available. My inner space has always been really open. Like I, I've just had this right, ability to... Right, so that's the to, beginning point. Yeah, really to... I've had a lot of faith. Like I've, 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 I know the value that I add. Now, when I was 21, I had no idea, let's be honest, right? I yeah, stepped yeah, in and I was started. absolutely... I mean, I was going to say I was crapping my pants. Is that allowed? Oh, no, I can't believe definitely I said that. not. But I really was. I was Can 21. we just edit that out? Audio, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was crapping my pants, I want to say it again. And I had no idea. I was really quite afraid. And I just stepped out of beauty um, college. And here I was with women older than me because I bought a salon that had some people in it in this case. Not a lot. It wasn't thriving, but um, it was my sister's actually. And she was a hairdresser. Where'd you get the cash husband's. from to do that? You just go on at 21 years old, you just go buy a salon? You, no, well, you have actually, a rich family? Well, no, actually it was my... You were born into You know the what? I have family? to just say it. It was actually, no, it was my first husband, Toby. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's now a very good friend of ours. But he'd saved some money yep. and he, with all of his heart and his loveliness, he trusted me and he gave it to me and we bought it together. So we bought the salon together. And he wasn't working wow, in it. Actually, he later then came and started working with me and built his, it completely changed his career from being a fitter and turner to being now one of the most, you know, like um, 
revered educators in nail in nails like uh, gel nails acrylic nails whatever nails you want to, anything you want to think of when it comes to nails in australia which is extraordinary but you know that wasn't planned so um he did he put the money down for me and um and it was just it was just a mammoth uh, a mammoth bold move yeah. to make and to take and uh and I think that the things that were really key for me when I did that was that I I really was available to to I was available to the people to the women I had this really open openness inside of me I I, I was afraid but I was just I was bold I was bold so you weren't blocking yourself you mean yeah, you, you, you really were afraid wasn't. but you weren't shrinking in the midst of it or contracting you were actually you actually held yourself available to any circumstance to the possibility yes. almost energetically that's what I'm getting from and, what I, you're and I think what also what I was doing is looking at all the goodness everywhere I was really focused uh-huh. on I was just focused on I was amazed actually and so inspired because you know like I, I have this inspiring nature like that's just almost one of the Astrologi- astrologically I have that which you're aware of so, so the planets were aligned they you? were <laughs> but I, I think that one of the things inside of me was that I was looking at all the fullness of everything I was looking at how they trusted me I was looking at the good I was doing I was I was so focused on and the fullness years old. I, I know back to when I was 21 I thought I was I was so young and had so much growing up to do that me too, I don't think I would have been able to do that but me too and I have to say I want to say one thing I just I just moved uh, sort of recovered and was recovering or I'd recovered actually from anorexia and bulimia so I wasn't in a mentally it wasn't my mental health was fragile so right. so as I stepped in and I was available it was like I was seeing a whole new world it was like one door had shut and another had opened and I put all of my attention on all all the fullness that's the only way I can describe it really mm-hmm. everything was full like the fact that these women were coming in giving me money I was giving them something there was an exchange of real value there was an exchange of a look that was just a connection there was like people that women that started to trust me they listened they wanted to learn from me they wanted me to educate them i took my role how, so seriously how, how was that for you like you're 21 years old you've you've finished your study you go you start a business were you expecting them to listen to you and trust you in that way um I, every time i was surprised you... every time i was really? surprised but because it meant so much to me um it meant so much like i was just like I was amazed by it all the time that just kept unfolding I I just didn't steer myself into negativity and you know like it was it was probably about five years in that we then started our own um, uh, beauty therapy college I don't even know if I told you that but we actually did have a college a beauty therapy college that we ran in Geelong was the first one really about that um and um 14 years or something uh, sorry toby about that but anyway yeah i I just i just actually thought of that just then little did you think that you were going to become educator of the year by the australian beauty industry well yeah that that was that was something too and i think that for me i think that for me was um that was really beautiful too but i think that going back to 
to you know being young being mentally you know just from a mental health perspective being fragile well you were depressed you were like no 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 fragile like I was I was very sensitive you know I was very sensitive it was a big call for me I never easily cried or something no 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 nothing like that but I you know like I I really wanted to do well and I wanted to do good for others. I wanted to, to do the very best I could. And so I took it seriously. So I was kind of a little mentally fragile. I've never really been depressed, so to speak, for any long period of time or anything like that. And you might say, but anorexia bulimia, isn't that depression? Well, I was definitely depressing, but I'd, I would never say that I had depression as such or um, mm-hmm. I had... Uh, I had other issues that I had to deal with, you know, really finding that true inner voice inside of me. And, and, and as I moved through that, that sort of, um, for me, you know, the answer to anorexia and bulimia is to let love answer you, you know, mm. love did really answer me inside. So I, mm. I really could drop away all the other things that were around that. And um, not to so had that happened when you started? Yes, it had already. Like, I, well, years actually, old, right? it, not that that had happened, but I wasn't in. I wasn't, and you know, I wouldn't say that I was anorexic and bulimic. I, that had ended, like no. as in the behaviour of that, the behavioural side of that had ended. Um, I got married at twenty-one, and then I stepped straight into into the business. But from a perspective of internally, did I have to deal with you know really looking for that inner voice? I did, and and I think that my salon, this first business that I stepped into, really helped me with that because it helped me to develop real connections with people. And I think when you're with anorexia and bulimia, that's something that you're so afraid of. You know, you're listening to the wrong voices inside of yourself. You 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 fear love. You're fearing connection. And this salon really did. Could, could very well have been the beginning of my internal mm. transformation when I think of it because but it was where I was putting my focus too so and, and clients really I didn't attract clients that wanted discounts I didn't attract clients that um, missed their appointments I really attracted quality clients because I was I honestly could say this with not with humility is that I was a quality beauty professional you know I cared about my clients more than anything I I would not exploit them and I said that in my speech in 2018 is we're not there to exploit our clients you know it's not a me 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 thing it's not just fads even back then you know I'm so not into fads you know we're not into fads and trends I wasn't even into fads and trends then I was really into the timeless and, and I know that that attracts quality clients, clients that want to pay you exceptional money because they want excellence. And so for me, because of the personality that I had or the uh, my internal kind of um, world, I always wanted to do the absolute... I wanted to offer excellence. I wanted to be excellent in everything that I And you I had did. the skill straight out of college or you need to, to develop that or you're just talking about more your attitude your intention I think everything like I felt like I really was doing the very best that I could right so for example with brows back then I was only doing what I'd learned I wasn't doing true brow because I hadn't developed true brow till I was like 37 years old right it was yeah. a long time later but I, every treatment I did I did with the absolute in my mind I really it was important to me so mm-hmm. I know that vibrationally, you know, from the perspective of frequency, if we're looking at energetically, that is felt, you know, people know that. And, and uh, you know, like I, I just never rushed anything. I made sure that I was really giving 
all of myself and the quality that my clients were paying for. Okay, so so to me, when I hear that, I think, okay, that, that speaks to client retention, it, it speaks to client satisfaction, it speaks to uh, perhaps perhaps referrals yes, that, that you would get. But what, where did the initial client, like you step in there on your first day of business, did you have There were some clients, clients yes. Because oh, you bought the existing Correct. business. Yeah. Got so, it. Right. so again, that was an added pressure because I, I had to, you know, I had my older sister that I bought the salon from. Her reputation was on the line. I also had to do a really good job, right? right it was yeah. that sort of in the back, probably in the background of my mind. But I, I really didn't need that because I, I wanted to. And I, I, I didn't understand business then. I'd never been in business before. It's not like I stepped in and I, I started to really recognize internally what it took to There's no have social media. Nothing. But I really... No Instagram, no Facebook. No, no, but I really knew deep inside what it took. I started to learn and discover what it took to, to, to really have like a, an ethical... Um, you know business how to build a reputation like I would go and I would you know actually in fact my then husband who as I said earlier is a very dear friend of ours now you know I he never would have thought of these things but for me I was he he was wonderful he he really would follow along and Mm -hmm. and he could see you know the value in what we were doing like we would run huge I ran this enormous event where I, I brought in my clients. Someone was a ballerina, the other, someone, you know, others were models, other, you know, there was all these different people and I brought them together and we created this amazing, uh, beautiful event at the Geelong Performing Arts Centre that had just opened. And so I was, I was really reaching out. So, so it was all about the seasons and colour coding and makeup and, um, and you know, I'd, I'd loved makeup back then. It was one of my, one of my loves because it was, it was so creative with it. Um, I didn't pursue that because then I pursued skin and other things and now of course brows but you know I think that um, I I got to a stage where um, I was extending so much I just loved it I loved extending I loved the relationships I was developing the connections I was developing and they meant something to me yeah I can see that and as you were saying before it all came initially from you being available within your own internal heart in your mind in just just having a willingness and an openness for that reach because if that wasn't there it would have blocked every interaction every behavior every decision everything that you were doing would have been you would have been coming up against seeming blocks but the blocks would actually be reflections of your inward condition so to speak absolutely so and, that, and i think that, that availability that's i think that if you're faking it if, if if you know if you're in it for the money just be clear about that inside yourself and make peace with that right for me i wasn't in it for the money to start with like I, it, it was about so much more for me. I mean, that came just naturally. But you have to make peace with what you're in business for. And for me, I was in it for the relationships. I was in it for uh, the people. I was in it for the connections. Um, and and I, I thrive in that environment. I thrived because my heart was in it. So people say, oh, but what about if I just want to do it for the money? That's fine. That's fantastic, actually. You go for it, girl, right? But if you're going to do that, make peace with that inside of yourself. Be authentic. Be real. And don't pretend. Because then that's that's really felt. So I've had people that, that have said to me, you know, I, w- I don't want to do this service anymore. I want to do this one because it's going to make me a whole lot of money. And to me, when I hear that, I have no peace in my heart around that because I don't think like that. 
Like I think, well, is that the best service for your clients or is it the best for you? Are you going to Brings be... In, you know what I mean? Brings like, an interesting principle of um, the value of shared interests as in not, not seeing your own interest as separate from someone else's, you know, and that's a, and that's a real value that, that some people uh, have and are drawn towards and foster and others, um, you know, it's not, it's not uh, their life isn't based on those sorts of values. It's just different. And I think it's completely fine. I don't have an issue with it. I personally, I know the, um, the, the lack of fulfilment for me. I'd have a lack of fulfilment. I, mm-hmm. You know, I would have, I would be blocking my own joy if I did that inside mm-hmm. of myself. So I don't work in that way. You would know that. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't work in that way. I never ever have, and I never ever want to because it just, I'm not moved by it. But for some people, they are, and that's the way they move, and it's fine. Make peace with it, as I said, inside of yourself. And if you do, then just move out in that way. Um, whether you're going to be fulfilled, whether money fulfills you, I don't believe that money is the answer to our fulfillment ultimately. Uh, money is a bonus and it's fabulous and it comes when you're really, really doing what you love and you're passionate about um, and you're aligned with what you're doing in your heart. It's so important. You know, it's funny, it's... if we look at all of our um, the salon owners that have, that, have, that have sort of rapidly built Full, full client bases, even, you know, startups and yeah, in, in um, just months. With, with waiting lists. Um, it's, it's, um, I don't know that every single one of them, you may know, but, but, but the bulk of the ones who I've connected with and I know have a natural, like when they're, uh, the idea of selling something like selling their services or, you know, selling the True Brow collection kits in there, um, that, that sales process, it's actually so natural and organic and what they're selling is their passionate love for the higher and and better vision that they have for their clients. Yes, they're not correct. sitting there trying to right. sell something with an agenda. They are in full belief of the value that they're taking this client towards that they just wholly see without any conflicts that I'm just so excited. I wish, you know, we have to, you have to come in. You need to come back then. You need to take this product. You need to, I want to get you there. We're going to, it's just this holistic it's real. passion. And yeah, it's, it's got this authenticity yeah. it's that aligned. goes all the way through. It's kind of aligned all the way through. And it's kind of like when you, this is what's really key too is that, and especially now, I think, Tobe, if you want to attract quality clients, I've been talking about this a lot, actually, all around the, the joint, as I do, um, <laughs> in all the groups and, you know, my Instagram, obviously, and True Brown to our list and, and so on and so on, and into our internal groups, is really micro-niching right now. Become so, so good at one thing. doesn't mean you can't do other things, but become an expert in something. Please solve one thing for your marketplace and, and really start to stand out. And I I think to get quality clients you know you really need to look inside of yourself and you really need to see you know what am I doing this for what is my purpose am I aligned am I at peace with what I'm doing it for and then you take the actions and the strategic planning that you need to to take for example for me as I said key thing is the is the end result for my client you know is she going to turn around and say great things about 
what I've the results that I've given her for me that is um you know like at one point I I think it started out as pride because I was young and I was like kind of I was kind of wanted to be proud of myself and I wanted probably others to be proud of me I had something to prove but really over time it's developed into this deep deep humility of really helping somebody else like how can I help you know like you know how many people I help and I do it when they don't even pay me right with whether it's within my community whether it's outside of my community like for me that is a part of what we're here to do is to help and help each other one thing that comes to mind that um jay abraham a a, um um, a very high-end well-to-do name in the in the marketing industry in in the u.s um like one of his core principles is the most the most self-serving thing you can do is to completely subordinate your own needs and actually focus on the value you know, toward the other person. Absolutely. That's exactly the principle that you're absolutely. That you're sort of and I think to. that that to me comes naturally, and and you can't fake that. You know, so it's kind of like you can, you you can actually look at the things that are blocking you, and you can think, well, you know, is that something that moves me? Do, is that how I want to get quality clients by actually really caring and giving my clients like being a trusted source? being a trusted source of information for my clients, a trusted expert where I never, ever have to sell again. See, that was one of the things that was really amazing for me. I never had to sell to my clients. I had to teach my teams how to sell. That's another story. But I never had to sell to my clients because my clients trusted me and they they ought to have trusted me because I trusted myself. I did all the hard work. I did the research. I looked to see what was I giving this person? Was it real? Was it true? Was I just being, you know, exploited by some skincare company that was telling me all this stuff because they wanted to make all this money? You know, I mean, at the end of the day, my mind started, my perspective started to shift as I had babies. That actually was a, a shift for me. So let's step forward. Let's just future pace for, for a moment through. Let's say that that business happened and everything. You've had kids and everything like that. Yeah. Um... Have you started another, um, I know you've had different businesses, but let's just come back to a salon, a beauty yeah, salon type of business. I did, I did, yeah. Have you done that without any existing clients? Yes. Like you've actually stepped in and opened the doors and you didn't have a client? Well, let me, I'll, I'll be really specific with that. This is really right. important. I did that when I went back in at 37. My kids were a little bit older. I'd separated by then. I'd left that salon. Um, which was kind of devastating, but still it was something that, you know, life, life was was driving me forward mm-hmm. into different directions. Anyway, at 37, I went back into a hairdressing salon. I had two rooms and a... a doing hair or doing beauty? No, doing beauty. Right, now, in you the have to remember, I had So not, you're renting yeah, I two rooms. Yeah, and remember, I, I hadn't touched a brow, I hadn't touched a waxed a leg, I hadn't done anything yeah, for seven right, years. Yeah. So I went, even though I was, I had my own skincare company and I was doing other things, um, I hadn't been on the tools, literally. So I remember looking when I stepped into that and I looked at the wax pot and the spatulas and thinking, oh wow, like it was really quite quite a big deal because you're stepping back in it all of a sudden out of all that time. Time, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. you can get on a bike that and you matters. start... You know, it's like you you know how to ride a bike once you've learned. Um, what do but they say? You but it's get back different. on and it's, you know, it's, it's like different. you've never... It's different when you're dinking someone, you know? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're at stake, that. you know? <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, I went in and, and there were some... There probably were like a little sprinkle of clients, but the girl that was in there before me took everyone. Yeah. She just took them and they all went with her down the road. So she wasn't far away. So she was renting those rooms. So when I went, there was a sprinkle that stayed, but... I'm I'm talking hardly anyone. And not enough for 
a business. No, 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 yeah, not at all. Yeah. Like I could, you know, probably. So what did you do? Um, well, you know, for me, that's the day that I stepped back in there was a day that True Brow actually came into the world. Like basically. The first day? The first, yeah, when I had the first brow in front of me. And I had this girl, and she's still a friend of mine, this girl actually. You know her, Annetta. And she's in uh, living on a Greek island now, lucky girl. But it was so funny because she was sitting on the bed and she was sitting up. She had the most glorious eyebrows, but boy, were they bushy. And I just like, I freaked out inside. I just thought to myself, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I want to make them beautiful, but I don't know how. My famous words. So I don't you couldn't know how. remember your training that you'd had back at beauty school, and well, or, well, it was or, no, or your no, previous self. No, no, no. But I wanted to make them really beautiful. Like some, I'd not, not that I was the sort of person that was looking at brows and designs and looking at magazines. Something in me, I don't know where it came from. It just, I just had literally had this thought. I wanted to make them beautiful. Mm. So. It, it was just the weirdest thing, right? And we know that I'm a little bit unusual. But as it came up through me, I just looked at her eyebrows and I just let go of everything. I just thought, well, I don't know how. And, and of course, at that stage, I was transforming inwardly a lot, meditating a lot. I was very quiet, very at peace. I was very in touch with my creative process. So as I just stepped up and that little love voice that we spoke about, that when love answered mm-hmm. me, you know, I wrote a book about that, right? Didn't mm-hmm. publish it, but I did write it. Love, um, love answered that, you know, with anorexia and bulimia, like that, that voice sort of just, just was guiding me really in a way. And I went up and, and all of a sudden there I was being moved and crea- I just created the most amazing brow. And she was just stoked. She could not believe it. I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I was thinking, what have I just done? Right? And I thought, wow, that's beautiful. And then the next brow came in. And, and you I did, did how? how? Like, were you using stencils? Had you been trained? Were you like, no, what were you doing? I just was listening very, very intensely and moving in oh, a so way. So you felt that, that, that your sort of, that, that love voice, let's just call it that inner guidance in a way, that was actually sort of moving you toward creating the beauty. Yeah, like it, it was, wasn't. It really it wasn't was a, like that. It wasn't a. Um, it's like a method. No, no, no. Right, it developed right. into a method. I created that yeah, method right, later. Right. But yeah. it was almost like you know, how did Michelangelo create the statue of David? And you might go, Oh, Al, you think you're Michelangelo? Well, hang on a minute. You know, a creative process is available to everyone that's willing to listen, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to. Cre- I had to listen, so I could then turn it into a process to give it to the world. Like so, I, so, so that's an interesting question. Why, why do training if you could do it without it? Because if you know, it's kind of like saying, well, everyone would have my inner world, and, yeah, yeah, and they right. could access what I could access. I mean, could everyone access what Coco Chanel when she made that little black dress? Could everyone make that little black dress? Hmm. No. So it's kind of like there are key people in the world that bring certain things through. How many inventions are there? I'm not special in any way, but I was open and I was available because of all the work I'd done inwardly and and I really had. Like I'd had to let go of so much to go from being, having anorexia, having bulimia, being so sheltered. Then I had to go into deep meditation. I had to go into transforming my inner world, teaching women how to be empowered, running workshops. Like those seven years when I was away from the beauty industry, even though I had my skincare company, other things, I was running workshops. I was teaching people how to you know, transform their inner world, their inner experience. Mm-hmm. I was in deep. I earned the ability to sit and relax and that inner voice just that creative process i wouldn't even call it an inner voice it was a creative process was freed inside of my body to begin to create Mm -hmm. and i knew to get out of the way i didn't i didn't have my mind i didn't i knew i didn't need my thinking 
to be creative like put an artist in front of a canvas right is that artist special no he just has a he knows how to access his process or she or she sorry pardon <laughs> me i was thinking of someone in my mind then <laughs> but um and it was a he but yeah so you know that's really the thing so you know this is not to say that other people can't do what i did but they can't bring in what i brought in because i brought that in so it was that first original natural brow design um and restoration and it developed i listened for years to that to that creative process i listened i i became a purist i never ever exploited it i never changed it i never went in and moved a different way every time i did it wouldn't look the same it wouldn't it's work incredible the way that that you've been able to replicate that through so many people like you know so many um, um, of, of, of your students have won awards they've got like the brow works phenomenal so well, yeah, I, it's amazing you know, I, the way it can be replicated you know I think for the last you know eight years really Toby you would know that you know that 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 particular this work that then I shared has built and attracted such quality clients for hundreds of girls salon owners around the world that have built the most extraordinary businesses so how do you get quality clients become an expert in a skill really rise above the noise of the marketplace you know and and be real so let's just go back for a second i i I love what you're saying but i don't want to skip over so so you've come back in you're you've got two rooms in a hairdressing salon yep um you've you've got a little sprinkle of a couple of loose clients that were sort of floating around um what then well my work it was just walking around and and people were just coming from everywhere you know right um, right so it was referral heavily referral based totally and and you know there were clients inside the hairdressing salon but I really like I I probably did a few of those but you know you have to understand I I I realized I had something of real value so I increased my design price to seventy dollars this was a long long time ago Mm. this is 18 years ago and um and by doing your brow, that, brow design yeah well, no yeah, one even knew what that was but because the work was so beautiful and um and so flawless um you know people didn't question so you know of course my ideal clients didn't question i have clients no, who paid five dollars 250 or something yeah but you know like if you think about it my ideal clients were paying five were not paying five dollars for a brow you know yeah back then they were probably paying 20 but then it went it jumped to 70 but that wasn't every time they came in that was the design and then they would come in systematically without you know like a peep out of them they were coming in every 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 two okay so 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 it sounds like you know just on this topic of attracting new clients the first thing that i hear is you spoke about your interior and that and that being available that that sort of open allowing an open flow of inspiration and moving with that now combined with that what was there in your mind um specific strategy and tactics and business methods or 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 not did that come later because i know now you're you you move you're very strategic and very um you know you've you've obviously uh, gained years and years of experience in different businesses and so on and that's developed but back then was it or, or well was back it not? then I think I had to learn organically how to I had to organically learn how to uh, create a, a business of substance so that now I just that's like the true the brow right. just like yeah, the true that. brow system the brow system the brow body of knowledge the education on, on the skill 
I, I learned how to strategize and create a strategy that requires no advertising, um, no paid advertising, sorry, that requires I none love of that. that term, a business of substance. Yeah. I think about I think about substance, and it combines so many other elements. It combines relevance. Um, it combines meaning. It combines um, authenticity. You're actually delivering something that is meaningfully different than other people. You're, it's this word like, substance. Never thought it, of it it's before. almost like you know, if uh, someone was offering a service and they real and they were making thousands of dollars, even training in a service and making thousands of dollars, and then one day they woke up and they saw in the newspaper that you know this service was really, you know, really bad for people, and it was actually it wasn't a good idea to to do it for mm-hmm. women or men or whatever that they would have the character to stop doing it. Mm. At and, their own loss. Yes. Sort of temporarily. And, and then find their way again. Like mm-hmm. it was, that to me, a, a business of substance is run by your... A person of substance. <laughs> it, it's kind of run by what is best for your client, not best for you. That has to come... Best for you is, is what comes because of your extension and what ah, you're giving. So, so, so being client... Centric, absolutely, all the time. Rather than company centric, all the time, all the time, all the time. And and mm. you know the thing with that is that this is only for people who want quality clients and quality businesses that actually bring them joy, rewards, and fulfillment. If you just want a business that's just you know like you're discounting all the time, more, 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 more. It's average what you're producing, but you you know you have a different Constantly mindset. Constantly chasing the next best fad service, trend, things, whatever. Trend. You know what's yep. going to make me the most money? Blah blah blah. Oh, you know that's okay. Right, there's nothing. I I, I don't have a judgment well, a harder, on that. It'd be a harder path. Um, yeah, I think it's a far more stressful path. I think it's there's less joy in it. There's less fulfillment. Um, you know, that's just how that is, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm not another person, so I, that does that, and I can't mm-hmm. judge that. I'm not here to judge it, but I am here to say to that person, there is an easier way. And for me, this is the easier way. You know, and and we have the evidence to prove that, not just because I did it, and it wasn't special to me. Like how mm. many of our girls have done it, mm. you know, and how many of our girls are actually moving in this way? And to me, it's kind of like, you know, why wouldn't you do it? You know, why wouldn't you? never ever ever have to speak about giving Mark Zuckerberg a single cent for marketing because you're never going to need him you're never going to need him to give him money you you'll need Facebook and you'll need Instagram and other social platforms probably but you're not going to need to pay for it you know it's kind of like you have to ask yourself the question what do I want what business is aligned with my inner fulfillment? What, you know, and these are the these are the questions first before you know constantly looking for more clients. You lose clients, you look for more, then you're losing them again. You're looking them for more. It is the biggest stress of the salon owner, and we've surveyed this. We're not saying this because we've just got nothing better to do with our time. We surveyed this. Do you remember how we did that? I do. We surveyed it internationally, and what did we find? That more beauty professionals around salon owners, what do they want more than anything else? clients quality clients you know i just want clients i want more clients Mm. well i'm telling you this is the way to never have to think about that this is a way to never ever 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 have to think in your mind oh i need more clients i need more quality clients why people don't get um tricked into doing things they don't have to get persuaded into doing things correct all of that side of marketing and of being sort of clever there's this idea in of being wow, what a clever advertisement! If you've got this this sort of secret 
secret know-how. You can all of a sudden transform everyone's psychology so they all want to give you money. But it sort of misses the point as to why is someone giving you money in the first place? What's the actual actual value that you're actually adding and what you're coming back to is I think that 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 not only you were able to do that but it formed such a foundational principle based um, um, aspect to your whole outlook on the world on your business in life in it's a business it really, model it's a very powerful business model and uh, and it and very clear company values and vision as well. Absolutely, mm. and it takes away the strain, it takes away the stress, it lessens the activities that a salon owner has to uh, do or perfect or educate themselves in. It actually allows you to relax and to make enormous profit, because what actually is happening is your clients are your other ones that are growing your business for you. You 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 can just drop all that, and your clients become the uh, the marketers of your business just purely because they love you purely because they acknowledge you as the expert purely because they know your intentions are pure and authentic and uh, and because they want everyone to know about you and uh, you know and the results that they're yielding that you're giving to them when they walk out of your salon they feel not they don't only feel good for a second but as they're moving and they're walking around people are telling them you know wow your brows look great oh your skin's improved you this whatever it is you know, they're just being complimented. So for them, it's a joy to grow your business for you. And they don't even realize they're doing it. You know, they're doing it because their heart, they just want to just share the good news kind of thing. You know, they want to share yeah, what, what is real. so meaningful to them. And uh, that's really that's really a thing. And it's uh, it's amazing. It's so easy. It's so simple. And, and now more than ever, these are the salons that are really going to, that are going to, to attract the clients that are looking for excellence. And, um, yeah, it's really quite special. Yeah, it certainly is. All right, well, thanks for that, Elle. Thank you, Toby, and thank you, everyone. What a beautiful, beautiful um, time we've had together today. And I hope that some of these, uh, some of what we spoke about um, supports you in your journey, and we would love to hear from you. Please write and leave us comments, and we would like to hear how it is for you and uh, if you had any aha moments throughout the last uh, 30 30, 37 minutes, something like that. Thank you, Toby, so much for Reach asking. Reach out to us direct on Facebook. Yeah, of course. Like. But thank you for asking all the right questions, all the perfect questions. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, I got it right. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> thank all you, right. everyone. Bye Thanks for now. Everyone. Bye.